Welcome on back to Barstool Breakfast Second Helping, our weekly best of podcast highlighting the best moments from the week, starring Willie Colon and myself. So sit back and enjoy the second helping. Welcome on back to Barstool Breakfast. We got Glenny Balls in the house. Also joining us, Lisa Ann. Lisa Ann, to be exact. Uh, she does the fantasy football uh, for SiriusXM. She's an absolute beast with it. Uh, Glenny, how did we do this week? And welcome to the show, Lisa Ann. Yes. Good morning. Jesus, she's got the fucking voice. Go- she's got a really? better connection on this whatever codex thing she has than we do. Right. Like I feel like I'm the one who's calling from my car. Morning, Can I Lisa. say that I'm more worried about the seven hours, 29 minutes, and 39 seconds, which have now ticked down to be like seven hours. The two, the 2059 doesn't bother me. I don't know why. When I wrote out the hours, that bothered me. <laughs> Lenny, before Isn't you, that weird? Before yeah. you got here, Glenny, we took a test to see who's going to die. Like when, what date oh, you're going to die at. You should do one, Glenny. It's going to tell me like two years. I don't want to do it. I got oh. 13 years <laughs> left. Uh, Maybe a Everybody else, Willie refuses to do it. Everybody else is out except for his, I think the only person I'm beating right now is Rod. Hey. And I think Lisa's got 40 more years in the tank. Wow, 40 years. Congrats on that. That's big. Yeah, 87. I wonder what I'll be up to a- then. I hope A-R-P. I'm still talking fantasy football. That's all. Senior citizen discounts the whole nine. Congrats. So how we do um, this week, guys? This week, we won again. Most points in the league for okay. two out of the first three weeks. No big deal. 158.74. Now, I think we beat Lights, Camera, Barstool. That's what the team was last week. Mm-hmm. And I just went on my phone to pull up the matchup, and it says we beat Nate. <laughs> okay. So I, so I think Lights, Camera, Barstool changed their team to Nate, oh. either as a joke or they handed the oh, torch off to Nate. They I did. didn't realize oh. it. No, no. I think they might have done it. We'll, we'll be able to get to the, to the bottom of it. But we definitely won. Definitely won. We have the most points. We're in first place. We're 2-1. and one. We have 472 points. The second team, part of my take, 409. So, we're, so we have a healthy lead. Yeah, 63-point lead in first place right now. Okay. Mm. And then you... Last week when we spoke, Lisa had given you some help on your rundown. I know you made at least one change because of what Lisa had told you. Do you find that she's a help or do you find that she's hurting the process? No, it was a help, actually. Saturday we were in Georgia. I forgot when I DM'd her, but she DM'd me about the lineup, and I was like, Lisa, I made a move. I picked up Nelson Aguilar. Nice. She was like, throw him in instead of uh, Watkins in the flex. Fucking boom. He got 23. Watkins got 11, so that was uh, 12 extra points. We wouldn't have had the... Title of most points again. And before Lisa does jump on, Lisa Ann does fantasy is on Mondays at 10 p.m. Friday night fantasy is on Friday at 8 p.m. Both of those are on Fantasy Sports Radio Series 210 and XM87 and on the Series XM app. What are you seeing this week, Lisa? I'm pretty much going to keep the lineup the same. Glennie knows now that every Saturday afternoon, Siri reminds me to hit him up by DM and just do a once-over. I don't want to put Matt Ryan in there for your quarterback. I want to keep Dak. Uh, it's it's another decent matchup. Playing up against New Orleans, I think that Dallas's front line is going to take out Teddy Bridgewater. I love that you picked up Aguilar, and I hope everyone enjoyed the news story about the fire yesterday where the guy being interviewed by the news anchor brought up awesome. he was catching babies unlike Nelson Aguilar. <laughs> And Aguilar did invite him to the game, so we're probably going to meet this guy this weekend. He's going to become part of our famous lives. I got, I got though, one. Uh, I had a fantasy pick uh, last week. Uh, I picked up Dalvin Cook. Nice. How'd you do that? Because I'm a stud. 
Shut down. We're just sitting in the fridge. It's just had to be a trade. Well, I have. Willie's played in a two bad league. It's I, awesome. I am. I have another league outside. Yeah, Willie has a room full of Asians <laughs> constantly doing that. Perm- they just kill combinations just for yeah. and permutations, and then they bring Willie over, and right. he kind of is the muscle, right? I, yeah. I, I, I hear you. I didn't pick up Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I said this what I wanted. I said they you couldn't get work, Sam so. Cook. Yeah. yeah, you know what is funny about having Dak in though? It's like you get like a little double trouble every time he throws a touchdown to Amari Cooper. You get the double points. It's fantastic. I didn't realize that. Yeah, you so want to match week, up with that? So that's nice. that's why I put that combo together. And it's you're going to still want to rock with that combo. Remember, we got two bye weeks this week: Jets and San Francisco 49ers. But you have no effect there. And I like that you picked up Balgalar. I love that you have Evan Ingram as your tight end because without Saquon. Daniel Jones looks so good. I just think Engren's going to be a big score, you know, double digits every week. Lisa, I want to throw a question at you because I know you're a football uh, head. Uh, after one game, what are, your, what are your thoughts on Daniel Jones for the New York Giants? Well, I think it's exciting. I think after the bye week when Golden Tate comes back from his suspension, you're really going to see more action out there. But, you know, this is what the team needed, a little resuscitation, right? And especially – that he came in the same day that Saquon Barkley went out. Mm. Uh, if you're a New York Giants fan, one thing really was like ripping the Band-Aid off, and the other thing was like, okay, it's not that bad. Um, so I think it's a good look. It's exciting. Listen, sad for Eli. No one wants to see someone lose their job that way, but he has been such a part of that organization. I know he'll be a good leader for Daniel Jones as well. Awesome. Glennie. You yeah. better, better stay on. Yeah, so no, this is this, the important thing. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, for people who don't know, the Fantasy Football Factory, which is a huge thing for us, it's run by Roan and Hank, and, and it's supposedly doing very well, and Big Tennessee is the commissioner. Big Tennessee made this week rivalry week. So this week we have on our rivals the people that didn't want you. Yes, those The people that threw you out. So Lisa, oh. I picked up I picked up Glenny on in free agency because nobody wanted him and he was just a diamond in the rough. He was nothing until I got him. And right. the people who threw him out are now the people who are going head yes. to head and Brandon he- Walker, Mush and Big F. So we should ask Lisa, what do we yeah, so I not need to only, know their lineup. Yeah, so we're going to send you the lineup and stuff like that just to uh, to confirm. But we also have to have a rivalry week bet. Everyone yes. is going to be doing a rivalry week bet against the team that they're playing against. As on top of the lineups, on top of anything else, if you think there's anything that four guys should bet another four guys, it can't really be monetary because these kids don't have a pot to piss in. But it's got to be something kind of, you know, I'm saying 20-minute back rub with shirts off, but I don't know if that's going to fly. Mm. It's not a bad, it's not a bad drive. Right? Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm not letting anybody put their fucking I'll get a back rub. I, I was with you. Uh... You'll get one, but do you want to give one is the I'll, question. I'll, I, I would think, give it you know. give one. I don't care. It's just a back rub. Yeah, so like just know minutes. that we're going into rivalry week, so this is extremely important. Yes. Have you scouted their side yet? Like, yeah, I'm looking at their team right now. I mean, it's it's pretty damn good. It's Goff, Thielen, Fitzgerald, Zeke, Jacobs, Kelsey, Hollywood Brown. But Ooh. our team is better. It's no big deal. We're going to win. It's Lisa, fun. we got a question for you. Uh, we yes. got Scott in Boston. Uh, what you got, Scott? Uh, hi. Uh, I wanted to ask about Mitch Trubisky, the quarterback for the Bears. I, I think the guy sucks. He has no arm, and he, he, they run the ball so much. But Barstool, like, uh, they favor him so much. I just wanted to a- ask your opinion, like, who's better? Who's a better take than him, you know? 
Well, I mean, he had a good night. He came to life last night, which was really what Chicago has been waiting for. That defense is unbelievable and can kickstart that team. I have him on a couple leagues. He's been sitting on my bench after week one because it was devastating. Um, so I'm on, I'm on a sit tight because I don't want to put him back on the waiver wire. There's too many quarterback injuries right now. You're giving an opponent an option, which you don't want to do, especially if you're in a super flex league. So if you got Mitch, you're going to hold him. If he has another good game or two, you're going to sell high and you're going to trade him. Look at that. Oh, great. Yeah, that's my God, he's my sleeper pick now. Good. She's Good. fucking crafty. So she doesn't want to give him up because she doesn't want him out there in a league that has a lot of injured quarterbacks. Present. Yeah, you don't want to give yeah, you don't want to give your opponent options to fix their problems, right? I mean, every week, Tuesday nights, I sit on the waiver wire and I just build my bench with players that I know I can't use, but that somebody else could. And you know, if I save that twenty points and it's sitting on my bench against me, I'm fine with that. I just don't want it face to face. He didn't get enough points off of five turnovers. Looked terrible in the pocket, looked good on the run, from what I understand. From what little I saw of the guy. I'm not hiring Mitch Trubisky. I got beat by Chicago's defense. I was I was up one in the night, up by 17 points. They ended up laying 22 points. Wow. There you go. Yeah. Well, they're a goddamn juggernaut. Lisa, roll. you're the best. Thanks for jumping on with us. Thanks for you guys the have time. a great rest of your day. I'll be listening for the rest of the morning, okay? And congratulations it, for right. living another 40 Thank years. You. Yes. <laughs> so exciting. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it, Lisa. And, uh, Glenny Balls, thank you, baby. Oh, sorry. I, I got to apologize to Glenny Balls. Oh, sorry. We're, we're for, doing a live on air. Uh, I, I want, uh, Lars, plug Lisa stuff before I go. Uh, Lisa Ann does fantasy. So if she has to, anything else to plug, I'll certainly do it whenever. But right now it's Lisa Ann does fantasy, Mondays at 10. Friday Night Fantasy is Friday at 8. That's on the Family Sports Radio Series 210 and XM87. Uh, or, as always, on the Series XM app. And if you follow her on Instagram or Twitter, there's only one address to follow. She has a lot of people pretending to be her, putting up pictures and whatnot. But it's at the real Lisa Ann. So that's her on social. Also got to apologize for Glenn Balls. I dumped a beer on his hand. Rat, that's the picture of a uh, large rat. How did me you out. know that it was him? He didn't. You're I, a rat. You're yeah, a rat. Right. But uh, don't you think that never that's rat nice on your friends? Oh, it's, I Thank you. Never rat on your yeah, friends. Yeah. Thank you, Glenn like Balls. So hold on a second. He dumped the beer on you, and now I'm getting shit on? Get yeah. the fuck out of my studio, <laughs> asshole. No, Take the death test. I hope you get two years, <laughs> jerk. You I'm going to get a month. How about that one? Balls, thank you as, as always, baby. Okay. Did Thanks, you have fun in Athens? I had a fantastic time. I had a good time, man. I wish you guys stayed Saturday night. The bar you went to, you guys would have loved. Borset Tavern, best bar in Athens. Really? Borset Tavern? Oh, yes. Nice. nice. Is right that there, the bar you end up leaving and getting a sandwich? That was the bar I left from to get a sandwich because they closed that too and the sandwich place is open until I think 24 hours. So, yeah. Right. Cool. Hey, thanks, Thank balls. you very thanks much. Balls. Appreciate it, baby. So, Glenny Balls coming home with, uh, well, first of all, helping us out in Athens. Thank and you, Glenny Balls. Controlling this fantasy league for us. Yep. And we're ahead by a country mile. By a mile, baby. Uh, we got Paul Biznasty. Uh, Biznet, be exact. But, uh, Biznet, yeah. Biznasty. He'll be joining us uh, to chop it up about him and his splitting chicklets for it. So, uh, quick break. Come on back. Marshall Brooks. But when they're held for pleasure, they're the balls that I like best. My balls are always bouncing to the left and to the right. It's my belief that my big ball should be held every night. Oh, we've got big balls. We got-
got uh, we got Paul Bizonet in the studio Bizonet right now. Motherfucker, yeah. What's up, my man? That's because we got a lot of crazy Canadian followers. That you guys, <laughs> that's, don't, that's you guys don't even know about they, those people. They have a lower bar too, right? What I just <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You, you throw anything out, they laugh. What a biz! It's a fucking What's pleasure up, to have you here, bro. Good man. to see you, boys. Yeah, yeah good to be back. How that's long cool. are you guys in town for? Till Friday, we got that Pink Whitney release party tomorrow at uh, where is it? American Whiskey? Is it tomorrow or is it today? I think it's today. Oh, it's, it's actually today. Yeah, okay. yeah I, I forgot about last keeping, night's sleep. I um, might be taking that location secret, but now it's out there. It's going right. to be a big one from what I understand, right? No, I, th- I think they let everybody know oh, that it was cool. American okay. Whiskey. Excellent. Yeah. No, we're excited. I like coming back to the office. It's the first time I ever saw the headquarters, so a uh, little bit more space in here. You can get away from people and, uh, and kind of hibernate in rooms if you need to get a little nap. So tell in. the people who obviously follow you guys, who love your work, and uh, you, Ryan, and uh, Canelli, what you guys been up to all summer, man? Okay, so this summer I didn't get much rest. I was trying to grow our, our, our content YouTube page, mm-hmm. which is something that we hadn't branched off into yet. And um, I would say I would say Wit maybe is not as much interested in that as far as working all summer because he wants to work on his golf game. I don't know if you guys know Wit's like he's a beast golfer. He's a yeah, beast. It's very good, <laughs> okay. right? He just qualified for his first ever USGA event. Um, oh wow! But it, it was like a partnered event. I don't know exactly what the description is. Maybe it's like best ball or one of those things. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's an excellent golfer and, and he wants to keep getting better. So he wants to spend time doing that. And uh, and then he's got a kid, so he's got other things to worry about. So me and Grinnell get off on the road a little bit. And uh, we're just trying to expand that. And then we've, we're back to two episodes a week because the regular season's back. So mm-hmm. that's nice. And, and over the course of the summer, it's hard to find things to talk about because there's no hockey and not many trades going on at a certain point. But right. uh, now that we got back in the swing of things, it makes things a lot easier to push content out. Good, baby. Does that frustrate you? I mean, um, like, so you're in the middle of the summer, there's not a lot to talk about. And then you see the off-seasons of some of the other uh, sports where it's like Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown. Um, Andrew Luck in the preseason, which gives everyone just a, a ton of smoky type stuff to talk about. Obviously, where's Kawhi going to land? What's LeBron going to yeah. do? Where's Anthony Davis? It seems like all the other guys, they always have so much shit, arguably more to talk about than that pre-All-Star game little bullshit part for the NBA and the NFL and stuff like that, Pro Bowl type stuff. Um Like, hockey just doesn't have that smoke, yeah. right? I mean, yeah, you, like the, the NBA Twitter. Like I, I feel like NBA is more entertaining as far as the drama off the court than on the court. Yeah, because all these guys. I mean, one thing the NBA does well, I, I can't say that hockey doesn't do it, but NBA is very fashion forward, right? So more people care about what the guys are branding, where they're partying, where they're eating, where they're doing. NHL guys, by the way, I've always said this, and I'll say this from until I go to my grave. Hockey players are probably second toughest athletes in the world. Next to? Boxers. Boxers are number boxers, one. Okay. I go boxers. Hockey players, football players. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would have put like rodeo. You would you would consider rodeo people tough guys? Uh, like get, I know the crazy sons of bits. That's, I've been to that a crazy, couple times. Yeah. yeah I don't know because I haven't really. I would consider rugby guys to be to be some of the toughest. I say well, rodeo. Well, I think Zaz giving me the old. I think shit. a rodeo guy is, is the type of guy man? that if you were getting a fight with him, you know that you'd have to kill him to stop him. Yeah, like, some you know football players are like, like one that those, too, though. Oh but, no, I, but I hockey agree. players, I've trained with you guys. Yeah. Different man, yeah, different just breed for sure. Different. It's getting a little bit softer because the really, I, I, yeah, just with the climate and stuff. Like, uh, you, you used to have tons of enforcers and fighting. Now it's kind of getting weeded out, and I mean, you you get the odd the odd headshot now, and, and you know, guys will guys will be out for a while. You got to go through concussion protocol, mm-hmm. and it's just a little bit softer. I think society in general is probably safer that way. too. 
for the... Yes, no, I, I'm 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 okay with that. When I used to play, there used to be guys who were just there to fight, and right. they would line up next to other. No guys. skill at all, just to knock heads. Yeah, I mean that's that's <laughs> a pretty rough way of putting it there, Willie. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man, take it easy on me. It's fucking eight forty two a.m. No, but uh, no, yeah, it was just meatheads, right? right? And it's got progressively better where that's been weeded out, where the fighting is more organic. Okay. Which which I think is where it should be. Now, I wouldn't agree. There's a lot of people out there that want it completely eliminated from the game. I think it separates our sport, makes it a little bit unique. 100%. Where, I mean, I mean, you, you've been in the middle of, of piles and scrums. No, I've been in football fights. They're nothing like you guys' fights. Right. I mean, I've seen guys get knocked out with a helmet on. But, it, it, but is it frustrating hearing certain guys who you knew wouldn't be able to back it up knowing they don't have to fight just yapping all game? Oh, yeah. It, drives, it would drive me insane, 100%, right? yeah. So it's a little different when hockey, when you can actually do something about it, kind of kind of keeps guys in line a little bit more at least. I love it. I wish that's the way it was on the internet. Do you know what I mean? Like if yeah. there was some sort of accountability oh, with stuff that you could say. So you're saying there pull is some accountability. There's going to be some app at some pull point up on a where, troll. Where, yeah. where we could find you. Well, that's Twitter what, fingers. Like we're big boxing up. fans here, and there is one called what I forget what the hell it is, but it's a it's a nice little thing that they take boxers and they go and they look about people who are talking shit about boxers. So when they'll have like Zab oh, Judah seen that. show up and it'd be like step outside. It's something like that. Like, let me get that five from you. Yeah, let me get five. And so Zab Judah will come and be like, "Were you the guy who had mentioned that I was ducking?" And the guy. Would like, yeah, but you know, I was kidding. He's like, yeah, I'm not. Come on, step outside. But, Let me get five. Yeah, and yeah. then they do that. And then they let the guy off the hook. But like the look on their faces. They so like pants. you see. Yeah. So you see a guy like Antonio Brown and the antics that he pulls. That would never fly in hockey because as soon as he gets on the ice, does he all of a sudden turn um, like, to I, a pedophile, and, a pedophile in prison? I wouldn't say that. I, I would say that it's just hockey guys don't speak out as much. They're not as individual. And, and they're. I don't know. It's just. I don't know if it's a culture thing, and, and, and it's not. That's not going to race. It's just like it's, no. I got what you're saying. You know they're Canadian. Saying? They're Canadian. They're just a little bit nicer. They don't want to like be in the media for the wrong reasons, and you know they kind of they walk with their head down a little bit because they're just like you know shyer and maybe a little bit more polite. I'm not saying it's a good thing. No, I think mean, they just have a blue collar uh, spirit too. They just rather just do what they do. Correct. And and whereas I think that it benefits other leagues like football and like NBA as far as marketing and. and I guess gaining the value of the league in general is these guys showing their individual personalities. Mm-hmm. I mean, as as sad as that whole Antonio Brown thing was, it was pretty entertaining for a lot of people. Oh yeah, it, it got was, me through August. So that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But who's close? Who's close in the NHL? Because then that's going to change. Everyone's going. So that uh, model, like Ike Taylor was saying, that's going to be the model going forward to a degree. Is there anyone in hockey who's the next Antonio Brown? Who's no. close to being that? Because Antonio Brown's a douchebag. I don't think it, 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 it would ever get it to that point. La- it would never get to that point. It will never get to that point. It would. I mean, I'd be hard pressed. Somebody might send me a tweet being like, "Oh, remember this guy?" Where so? Who's the biggest? Per- not to cut you off, and I like Sean Avery was a good example. Yeah. Okay. And and I didn't you ever run in with him? Uh, I may have. I don't know. I can't. You, uh, you did radio with him, Willie, when you first started here. Remember, it was you, Julie, and Sean Avery. And, did I have a problem? Called you punk, no. and you uh, beat him up in the bathroom. Was oh, that yeah. what it is? Uh, no, no, no. You remember? He's like a shorter guy. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. I would say he was probably one of the more polarizing figures in hockey. In in a in where I would say maybe even more than half the amount of people just disliked him, especially when he was playing. Uh, now maybe not so, not as much, but yeah, I mean. I and he he made comments after uh, after a pregame skate one time, and he ended up getting suspended by the team. Yeah, okay. when he was so in Dallas, and he ended up getting I think he got bought out of that contract. So he was kind of the 
the first guy to ever go through something like that. But as far as uh, guys showing their personality, I think a lot of guys are kind of starting to do that, uh, the Instagram and posting the photos of when they're mm-hmm. walking into the rink and they're wearing suits that maybe guys in the past wouldn't have worn <laughs> where they're a little bit tapered at the bottom and they're not mm-hmm. wearing socks and mm-hmm. you know they're s- little by little a little bit very yeah. slow but uh, nowhere near where we've seen like these head cases where the players run the league as opposed to teams running the league right yeah it's, uh, yeah i mean there's a, you know you, you see like nba is by far and above the, far and above the worst as right. far as guys are like hey i want to go to another team okay we're going to accommodate you it's just like what right guys assembling squads it just doesn't happen how many years are you in the league uh, i played f- five and a half i played with pittsburgh for 15 games the year they won Yenzer's, the cup yeah so you were yeah. there when i were there i yeah, was yeah. probably around there yeah, at the yeah. same time oh. you, so you who's with talbert yeah, you remember Max Talbot? Yeah. You I know, used to party with Talbot on the south side. Yeah, so he had that really cool modern house that he yeah, built right, we, beh- right house, behind Mario's, this primetime <laughs> bar where it was a pussy trap. Mario's and back in Pittsburgh were uh, where these guys would go, and we would go across the street, so we was at S-Bar. So we would party at S-Bar, and these guys would be at Mario's. Uh-huh. We never saw each other. Oh, the only really? time we ran into each other was That's when racist. that let-out happened, and Talbot's house was around the corner, and Chris Kimoato, our left guard, his house was around the corner. So we would randomly see each other walking, and we'd be like, hey, guys, good luck in the playoffs. Hey, guys, good luck in the playoffs. That's and cool. we would party. But these guys. Usually, usually Max was sneaking out the back door yeah. with, with a few of them right into his place. It was a pretty good setup. He had a hot tub on his, t- it, on his roof yes, deck. Yes, yes. Had a, we had a, he had a hot, pussy palace. Yeah, we had a pussy palace, yeah. But these guys did it, too. I used to yeah. – uh, I got a, a pre-bar or a, a mid-bar kill, excuse me, at that diesel. Remember diesel? Diesel. Yeah. I used to go up to the office and, and oh yeah, it was good. Yeah, the <laughs> I, good old I, days of Pittsburgh. When I was playing in Pittsburgh, I didn't, pl- I wasn't there long, but I ended up getting in a fight with Matt Bradley from the Washington Capitals, and I ended up knocking him out. And you know, I hate to see that stuff, but all of a sudden I was going out in Pittsburgh and I was getting recognized. Oh yeah, of that. you know, it's a blue yeah, collar the town. Thing. They sure. love that shit, and that's when the. Yeah, it was a little bit easier to get. <laughs> that's that's when you get mid mid bar kills at Diesel when you when you, when you knock somebody out center ice in, uh, in the old Metal, Mellon Arena. Oh, I always loved um, being in like the same party area with the uh, the Penguins because it was you would see like you know they obviously everybody knows Ben they know different guys on the team but it was always the kickers that seemed to get a lot of love because they were big like you guys oh, but they was, couldn't um, tell they couldn't tell if you well, we had Jeff Reed Jeff Reed I yeah. met him plenty of times Jeff Reed used to get so much cake off these guys because they couldn't tell if he was a kicker or if he was a hockey player oh really he, he was uh, he so, was thick but he was just you know he was that tweener in, beside, in he, between he was uh, he had some off ice stuff oh, he man. was a party animal oh he was a nut job Jeff Reed was he was something special did you ever get him on here? No, he's he, in he's in North Carolina uh, teaching a thing or coaching or something like he that. He started getting into the radio thing. Yeah, I think he's doing some stuff down there. He was doing his own live shows there. Yeah. I think he was doing them at Mario's actually. But I remember he used to like do the frosted tips, <laughs> and like, he was just a funny individual. Uh, we I would I, we gotta we gotta talk about the Pink Whitney. Uh, people yeah. love it. We were just talking about it's good. It. Talk about the genesis of it, man. Like. Uh, how did this all? What's, what's that mean? What's the genesis? Well, how did it all come along? Uh, but oh, like okay. before you go, so we have in case you just tuned in, we got Paul Bizanad, we got Biz Nasty in here from Spit and Chicklets, and we're about to talk to. You. Before you go into the whole Pink Whitney thing, we did speak to the Gallo people, Lily yes. and I, because we were saying, you know, can we do like a wine maybe? Just because sure. we drink a lot of wine on Fridays. Well, and they're they're owned by Gallo Wine mm. Spirits. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and Ernest Julio Gallo. You people think about the bag, but they're the biggest wine producer in the world. 
And so when they produced your guy's stuff, they produced like 100,000 cases of this. He's like, we can make a wine for you. We make wine for celebrities and we can do stuff like that. And we'll do like a limited release. We'll have a couple hundred cases and my parents will buy 100 cases of that. Willie will buy 200 cases and everything will be fine. They made a huge investment with you guys with this. And from what I understand, it's fucking flying off the shelves. Yeah, people love it. So yeah. talk to us about this whole thing and how it, how it came about. Well, um, originally, New Amsterdam, who they were trying to rebrand their image, they jumped on with the NHL, and then, you know, as our podcast was heading in the right trajectory, they they were like, hey, let's become a presenting sponsor of the podcast. So they hopped on, and they said, in your first episode, you know, describe what you, you would drink with your New Amsterdam vodka. And then when Wit went through it, he, you know, he's a funny storyteller, and he, he likes pink lemonade, Newman's own, mm. and, and he... What the fuck is what is Gay Pat laughing about back there? Go Newman's own. <laughs> oh, is that how I said it? Yeah, that's how you said it. You can kick Pat's ass. All you right. have total. Well, I will blood. when I'm done explaining it. So stop <laughs> interrupting. Me. I didn't know you guys let those guys talk back there. <laughs> Very rare. We had to give Patty yeah. and Mikey. Yeah. Um. So, so he tells a story, and and all of a sudden, all these people keep tagging us in these pictures of the with the new Amsterdam vodka and the and the new Newman's own pink yeah. lemon, pink Whitney, pink Whitney, pink Whitney, and it's got a ring to it. So I got a, a business partner, my buddy Jeff Jacobson, and he's like, "Hey, you guys, you guys need to hop on this Pink Whitney thing." And I was like, "I, I totally agree with you. Like, let's get the ball rolling. Let's set up a meeting with Barstool." They, they Erica, and she's so busy. They had so much yeah. going on. We mentioned it to him. I don't. I didn't know if it was going to get off the ground. And when I mentioned it to Wit, he was like, "Biz, I don't know if enough people would buy that." And like, I don't want to do it because then I'd be embarrassed if it didn't sounds sell. Sounds like large. It's some large would say that's large. Yeah. I'm you. Well, Large is like the total negative Nancy about it. Which is fine because I don't mind landing fat on my face because yeah. I'll try yeah. things and, hey, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some. you got to p- p- poke your neck out there sometimes. So I finally – I get a phone call. We, we end up buying the, uh, the domains, uh, the Instagram, the Twitters, the Facebook, and, and, and starting the process just in case, right? right. So Whitney, it's Halloween. He's driving to a Halloween party with his wife, and his wife goes, man, you guys got you guys got to do this pink Whitney thing. And he's like, Biz said that. So he calls me up on the speaker. He goes, hey, my wife just said that. You guys think alike. Let's let's do it. And I said, all I need is your blessing, and let's get on Barstool about it. And then they said, okay, got the ball rolling. And the next thing you know, it's, uh, it, it's like I said, it's flying off the shelves. It went to Minnesota. It dropped a little bit earlier than it was supposed to, than mm. September 1st. I think they sold. I think they sold something like uh, five thousand cases in the first week in the state of Minnesota. They, so they made one hundred thirty thousand cases what, of this. Well, large. I mean, let's we were down it. in Athens, Georgia. Yeah, this weekend, and like I don't People even know if it's it. sold in the state, but it's all over the college. We were in like frat houses and stuff like that. It's all over. My sister in law threw a poker night for her husband the other night, and that's what they were doing shots of at the thing. And that that's fifty year old birthday party people in northern New Jersey doing that. So it seems to have a you know, people who don't normally drink New Amsterdam vodka because maybe they do martinis and they like a special type of vodka. Absolutely. Martinis, not one of them will drink this, you know, without ever having New Amsterdam vodka, right? I mean, we've had a well, lot large, of it on the I, show. I think we, we got to also talk about it. When Pink Whitney dropped, so was the goddamn Popeye's chicken sandwich. It was the two hottest things going together. <laughs> Correct, yeah. You're I absolutely mean, right. I was having Pink Whitney with Popeye's chicken sandwich having a fucking yeah. Friday. We've people, done a lot. People were it. saying that they could have just bought a piece of chicken and then put their own bread <laughs> bring on your own right? bread. Is that yeah, true? Yeah. Bring your own bread. Right. Well, that's awesome. what they're doing now. Okay. But I don't know. I, I but you can't You can't bring your own lemonade. That's what <laughs> I'm saying. It's all in one bottle. So we've been big promoting this stuff, and I'm just wondering 
where uh, the fuck is our cut? Like, is it something like maybe around Christmas time? If we just get, can we just pay you in booze? If it would, I guess that's probably the best. <laughs> we'll way help to do you it. promote your wine when you guys pull <laughs> the trigger. Right. Okay, we yeah. appreciate that. When right. Willie Willie lets you grow a sack over there, we <laughs> yeah, yeah. pull the trigger. But I know. it's cool because I think we've created kind of the John Daly. Yes, Arnold, oh, yeah. Arnold Palmer yeah. slash John Daly mm-hmm. of the NHL. Uh, people enjoy it. It's it's not crazy expensive. And what was cool to hear about New Amsterdam because we have a very blue collar following. We don't mean hockey's a blue collar sport. Um, they have just a good quality of vodka. Some brands who charge more, but they're they're less about the margin they're making and more about the quantity of it they're selling. So right. it's cool. So people can enjoy a better product at a fair price. I've seen that Pink Whitney as low as seven ninety nine. I think some retailers caught on that that it was flying off the That's shelves over. and they jacked it up a little bit and, mm-hmm. and now are charging like 16 17 bucks which no I'm not crazy about I like when it's in that mid range that our following can yeah. afford. What's next for uh, spitting chicklets? We had um when we get together here, we we bank interviews because that's you know our, our our following likes to hear from these retired guys or even current players. So you kind of touched on who's like the new guy who's who's showing himself off more online. Austin Matthews, who's probably one of the best up and coming players in the game, um, you know he's scored over thirty five goals, I believe, in his first three seasons. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's a young stud with the Toronto Maple Leafs, and he's kind of one of those new wave of players where he's not. He was in GQ magazine. Like like taking pictures, like all you know, fashiony, jazzed up, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, jazzed up, you right. know, like things, like poses that hockey players would <laughs> don't no, do. normally do. So we got him on again. He was he was incredible. He has such a great personality. We had Nick Lidstrom on uh, yesterday, who's a Hall of Fame defense and played twenty years with um with the Detroit Red Wings, four Stanley Cups. Uh, uh, Wit actually brought in an Army Ranger. Who, no, uh, who, who? You guys ever go to West Point? Mm-hmm. I've never been. Large has been quite a bit. Yeah, I've seen hockey games there at that that arena because they let the kids skate like two or three times a year. If you go and just bring your skates after the uh, West Point hockey games, they let the kids skate, which is awesome. And I go Very to Mikey cool. Stadium for football too. It's only about an hour and so for me. Yeah, that's like a nice draw to get the families Perfect. in, right? Yeah. So um, we had an Army Ranger who, who started out and he ended up going all the way to the top, which mm-hmm. is I think it's a, I don't exactly know how the Army goes, but right. it's one of those those top end groups, mm-hmm. and you have to be very disciplined. But he just got us in, talked about like le- the leadership aspect, talked about how he helps out at West Point, where teams come in before the season and they do all this team bonding stuff. So it's cool. I mean, Good I think stuff. it was a great interview. So we banked about five. Five or six yesterday and just more of that stuff and then launch tonight there you go uh biz ryan whitney grinelli hottest thing running rear at admiral? barstool rear admiral i can't forget ra love ra cousins next barstool breakfast that was the barstool breakfast second helping podcast make sure you subscribe on itunes and listen every day on sirius xm channel 85 from 7 to 9 a.m